Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Well, I can't wait to dive into this episode. It's probably going to get a little personal, a little emotional, but... I think it's important that we tell you a little bit about what happened earlier this year and how we've been able to manage all the changes. So in the beginning of 2017, Emily adopted a baby. Congratulations, Emily, on being a mother. Thank you. It's the best thing in the world. Actually, it's not the best thing in the world. I'm going to be real honest. I don't like when people say that. Like, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. There's a lot of really incredible things that have happened in my life. She's one of them. There is no one best thing. Me being born was probably the best thing that ever happened in my life. Oh, well, let's just say Penelope being around has radically changed a lot of things. Yes. But... Also, around the same time, I was in a car accident and I had a traumatic brain injury. So let's just say we had a bit of a rocky start to 2017 Mm -hmm. and we spent the beginning, and I wouldn't really say we're totally over it, but we spent a good chunk of the beginning of the year mourning, grieving our former selves So talk to me a little bit about what it was like being a mom and then like getting over the fact that you would never be that person you were last year. Yeah, it took a lot of time. I feel like I'm in phase two of that process of hopefully two phases. Hopefully there's not a phase after this. I'm maybe at the tail end of phase two. Morning, morning, a loss of anything has seven phases. So shit. I don't know which one I'm in then. Uh, <laughs> what's I your, haven't what's accepted your, it. Okay. What's I have your not face? accepted it. Okay. So, okay. so okay. I, I'm not done yet. But, you know, it, it's hard because before having Penelope, before we adopted, by the way, if that doesn't make any difference, but I was never, ever the person who always knew she wanted to have kids. 
And I talk about that sometimes and not a whole lot because a lot of people think that makes me like the rudest person in the world. But I grew up more in my life for longer in my life not wanting to have kids versus wanting to have kids. So I was already going into it being like, oh, is this something I even wanted to do? And we worked so hard to make it happen. We had gone through a lot of infertility stuff and a lot of struggles, and I talked about that briefly here and there, but we fought for this girl. We fought really hard, and then when she was here, and she was amazing, and everything was going so well, but then it was like I hit this wall in our business, and it wasn't that I didn't want to work anymore, and it wasn't that I didn't want to be a mom. I literally just didn't know how to do both, and I'm still struggling to figure that out, and I think it's hard for me because I I don't think I have what's typical mom guilt. Like I do not feel guilty for working and I do not feel guilty for hanging out with her when I'm just hanging out with her, but it's still so hard to do it most days that I think it's just this struggle of still figuring out what help can I have? What help do I get? What does our day look like differently? So I think my biggest piece of that was figuring out, and there she is in the background if you guys can hear her, figuring out what my new life looked like and what our work days look like. And that's what still hasn't gotten figured out. And so I think that that's, that's still why I'm stuck in these spaces because I don't know what our day looks like. I don't know what my mom version of my day looks like. And I don't know what my multiple six-figure business version looks like. Yeah. No, and I felt so guilty not really feeling like I was going through it with you. I I mean, I wanted to be like the most supportive, like BFF for life. Like <laughs> I'm just going to like be at your beck and call and help you do anything. And instead, I was like the sickest I'd ever been and going yeah. through things I didn't really understand. But since then, have learned to adapt and learn to adjust because – that's what it's all about is you really have to figure out what your new normal is after going through trauma well, of any kind. And I think, I mean, that was, that piece was really hard for me and I know it was hard for you, but I think for everyone listening, for them to understand that we went into January knowing one of us was going to go on leave and yeah. that leave might be four to eight weeks ish, like four weeks for sure off. And then the weeks after that, we're just going to kind of be a bonus, like very, very, very little, little time, not even part time, but little time. And so we had prepared our business for that. We had prepared Abby to be the solopreneur for a while. We had prepared what we knew wasn't going to get handled and it was fine. We had brought on team members to help everyone out and it was going to be great. And then all of a sudden, it was like, er, like, that's not what's happening. Both of us are leaving because literally both of us just cannot work right now. Mm-hmm. And so what does that mean for our business? And it was like a shock to both of our systems in the sense of like, neither one of us was prepared for that abrupt leave of both of us. And so I think it was like, well, okay, how soon is Emily going to come back? And how soon can you start working? And then I'm like, wait a minute, you haven't been working for like three weeks now that I'm like caught up and in, 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 back in business. And so it's just this like, okay, how are we going to manage this new life? This is where we are now. But what, what does that mean looking looking forward? Yeah, I I really didn't even know how to explain or elaborate what was going on to you because 
A, I didn't want you to worry. Like, I didn't want you to feel guilty. Like, you were supposed to be having this beautiful moment. I don't, and not that it's all gravy trains, like waking up at 2 a.m. for a feeding is not the most beautiful thing ever, but I wanted you to enjoy it because I knew you had been looking forward to it for so long. And so I definitely hid a lot of what I was going through. But at the same time, that meant that I was like, trying to figure out how to not work and have the business not just like go poof. (laughs) And not that it didn't. It totally worked. I was surprised. We had set up so many systems inside of our own business that things seemed to chug along and most people were completely oblivious to the blips that were going on behind the scenes. But at the same time, It definitely, at the end of January, we were both blatantly aware of the holes in our business and where we needed to really spend time focusing on buttoning some things up and letting other people into how things work in case in case we just want to take off, not just because something terrible happens or something amazing happens, but in case we want to go on vacation or in case, you know, I mean anything, if we're just not going to do that anymore, that we are able to offload it. And so we started working on systems that we had, but like making them even better and really buttoning them up so that we could hand them off to someone who'd never seen them before and they would understand what was going on. Well, and we also invested and really finally found people who we could add to our team, two people specifically, who not only were the type of people who could do the task at hand, but they could also kind of self-manage. So I think, you know, it had been, it been a while for, you know, we're new at team management and, and being bosses in that sense. Mm -hmm. And so we realized that we're like, okay, well, the next person we have on our team for sure is going to need to be more self-sufficient in their role in, in the sense that, they do the task at hand, but they also can see holes before we see them and go fix them before we even really notice that they need fixed. And so we finally have that. And I don't think you realize how crucial that is until, you know, some days the energy that we pour into our business is only a couple of hours. Or if we have a webinar, like that's all that gets done that day. And so there are other things that run a business than just hopping on a webinar. So are there people in the background who know what those things are and who can see them and can make sure that they're getting done and just kind of keeping you updated? So finding those type of people. And I think finding that person was A, hard, but B, I think it was about believing that people were capable. Oh, yes. Um, And so my biggest piece of advice for hiring in general is hire people who believe in what you're doing. Yeah. Maybe even some days more than you do. Yeah. And we have that person on our team, and she is our biggest cheerleader. Like, seriously, Nicolette is like, she is like shouting from the rooftops, cheering her names. And it's been so great to bring her on in a bigger capacity behind the scenes 
because she's able to take stuff on and she's been around long enough that even when she wasn't working for us, she was absorbing information about our business. Mm -hmm. And so when she did come on, it was just such an easier transition. Mm -hmm. No, I've, I've, I loved having her here and she, she definitely looks at the bigger picture when sometimes we can't see it and provides a lot to this team. So I know that if you're not in the position to hire someone, pay a person, we really, really encourage you to, to follow the steps that we did where you're first automating your business and you're first setting up systems that run in the background to where you don't have to be the person doing those nitty gritty things all the time. So we talked about your business on autopilot at the beginning, but if you have not enrolled in that, or if maybe you have, and you just haven't gone through it yet, we really strongly encourage you to do that because it's going to tell you the exact systems and apps and tools that we use in our business. A lot of them that are free for you to be able to take a tiny task off your plate. And it might not seem like a lot now, but if, it adds up. And if you finally realize that, okay, all of these things save me 30 minutes to a couple hours a day, like, holy moly, no matter what you have going on in your life, if you can get a couple hours back, yay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I think the thing that we both had to learn was we had created such structure previously with how we worked. Like, as much as we worked from home and we didn't have a, you know, timeline that we worked on. We still worked basically when our husbands were at work, which was a pretty regular schedule. So they'd leave for work and Emily and I would jump on the phone. They pulled in the driveway and we hung up. And that was, I mean, every day, all day we worked. And so now with, you know, doctor's appointments and, a baby screaming for food, (laughs) like you have to just change. Like the way we work just had to change. And so we, we really had to adapt a new just principle about how we go about it. And so I think the laptop life never really seemed like something we would be fit for ever. Like near, like never, ever, ever, ever. And, but I am, I'm surprised to say that we're both using laptops way more often mm-hmm. and in way more irregular places. Whereas before we yes. were both like, let's sit at our desks, let's sit at our desktop, we're going to work for like six hours at a time. And now it's like, okay, I have 30 minutes, I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm just going to pound this thing out. Yeah. And we just had to be okay with that. Whereas before that would have annoyed us to no end. Mm-hmm. Because it would have felt like it was eating our free time. Well, now it's like, meh, it just has to get done. This is the time right. I have. So I'm going to use it. Well, and it's not necessarily still that it's eating our free time. Because I want to be clear in the sense that yeah. just because we're not working from 8 to 5 anymore doesn't mean that we're like not spending time with our family and not doing things yeah. that we love. What that means is okay, I just got Penelope napping in her rocker. And if I like even make a noise and leave the room, she might wake up and my laptop's right here. I could work for three hours right here when normally I would be like, gotta be in my office, gotta have my work zone, gotta have everything set up. But I'm sacrificing that aspect now for getting work done what's still in the middle of the day and still like work hours or whatever. Like we still do not work weekends or nights. Like that is just not our thing. But the the times throughout the day are a little bit more irregular. 
Yeah, they're more regular, and but it's also less. Like, overall, less. Like, we're just... Mm-hmm. I thought working full-time was something we had to do, and it isn't. But we've We also, haven't worked full-time since, honestly, the end of November. Yeah. De- all of December was like... I mean, we were preparing for some things, but the last two weeks we didn't work at all. And then... Going into January, it was like, I don't even know, a couple of hours. And then since then, we've gradually added on more time. But we're both very, very part-time in our business. And we're definitely adding on more time as we go into the summer because we have big launches planned. And Penelope's definitely settled down as far as like, she needs less from you. Right. Because that's just how babies work, I guess. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, well, and we're about to go into another shift where, for the first sixteen weeks of Penny being home, my husband was also home. Yes. And at the time of this airing, he goes back in like a week, and we're still figuring out what that looks like after. But it's it's been interesting to also work when your spouse is home full time. Mm -hmm. It's hard not to think of this leave as just like a big giant vacation. And like, we can just go do whatever we want during the day and have fun. And I'm not saying that we don't know other definitely for sure times that that is able to happen, but it's hard to, you know, find that balance with a baby and then another human in your house. That's not normally in your house. So I went from having a completely silent house to doing business stuff however I wanted throughout the day to now it relying on schedules of other people and when they could be there and when they could help out. And and that was a lot. And then we're going into another transition of, you know, him being gone and me relying on strangers or family to do that role for me. Which Ooh, I'm nervous about that one, but it'll I be good. Know. But I think one of the major things that we did, which you guys, I think, would find really helpful, and I know we've mentioned this before, but, and honestly, I mention it so we can actually start doing it again. So you guys know we love Trello, Mm -hmm. and you know that we, you know, separate big picture strategy, and we separate, you know, launches and tasks and whatever. In our previous life, we were able to schedule whatever we wanted Monday through Friday, however we wanted, because we had the freedom of having a whole house to ourselves. I could go to a coffee shop and write if I needed to. It didn't matter. Neither one of us have that freedom or luxury now. So we needed to have a little bit more structure. So what we did, and Abby can read them off for you to remind you guys what they are, but we designated our weekdays as different types of days. So like Monday, only a certain task can happen Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So we know when we can schedule things and when certain activities can expect to be accomplished. Yeah. So Monday is very task oriented. Generally not a ton gets accomplished other than, you know, emails and catching up on the week, planning for the week, planning for the month. We also have monthly reviews on, they're usually on Mondays or Fridays. Tuesdays, we have meetings in the afternoon. We used to have Monday morning as writing time, but what you may not have realized is we've slowed down significantly on the blog because we just have so much content that we decided we needed 
we didn't need to spend as much time there. So we are focusing less on that and more on, you know, setting up meetings for potential podcast sponsors and recording new podcasts and other tasks related to that. Wednesday is totally podcast day. We spend all day recording and, you know, working out tasks for that. Thursday has been dubbed selling day. We'll do Facebook lives, webinars, we'll write Instagram captions. And if we have, you know, a big promotion going on, we might do a big launch that day. This week we're recording this. We have a big two-hour marathon happening on a Thursday, which is fun. And Friday is we try to keep it as light as possible. Ideally, we try to get it down to a half day. We've done ourselves a little bit of a disservice and scheduled out podcast stuff all the way out to June because we're just crazy people. But in the meantime... We are, you know, trying to get that down, whittle it down to just a few hours on Friday and really focus on prep for the week. So really, I mean, the majority of the work week happens Tuesday through Thursday. Yep. And Monday and Friday is generally pretty light. And I really think these days will end up shifting as you get a nanny in or some sort of person in to help you because we'll be able to have a little bit more of a structure as to what days you have help, what days you don't, what days, you know, I set things up, yada, yada, so we can really create more structure. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I think we both thrive on structure and you all will notice if you really sit and think about it, you probably thrive on structure. You probably spent your college years and maybe these first couple of years post-college rebelling against structure because it felt like the thing you should be doing. But if you think back to high school, if you think back to grade school, You did really well waking up at the same time every day and going to school and going to practice and knowing your routine every week. And what if you could get back to that? I think, you know, it starts to happen when you have school-age children by accident because they have a routine and you start living their routine. But the like awkward middle years where you're done with school, but you don't have kids old enough to have that routine in your life. All of a sudden, your life is just different, and you try to rebel against the routine habits, and you're running amok, and you're trying to go all crazy, and if you really just sat down and started creating a schedule for yourself, you could get way more done on a weekly basis. Well, and I think that, especially as creatives and people who work for themselves in general, We'll continue to rebel against that because we don't have a real job. We don't have the traditional clock in, clock out, and I'm done. So we just want to be like, I can work whenever I want. But it turns out then you're either not giving your business as much attention as you have the time to give it and you convince yourself otherwise because you're like stopping in the middle of the day and going to Target or stopping in the middle of the day and watching Criminal Minds. I used to do those things. So I know like there are people out there who still do that because we tell ourselves like, I can do whatever I want. I have the freedom. And I'm not saying that you don't have that. Like if you have a day that you just need a freaking mental health day and you need to browse the dollar spot section and get a coffee, by all means do that because you have the freedom to do that. And if it's going to rejuvenate you and put a kick in your step to go get more work done, please do that. But if you're just finding yourself doing that because you can, that's when it's a problem. And that's when it's actually prohibiting what you're able to be doing in your business. Just because there is no boss doesn't mean that you can't be boss. 
Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't make that your normal. Or if at least if you're going to do it frequently, make it on a certain day so that you just know like, okay, every Friday afternoon is my goof off day. And I'm going to run a target before the husband gets home. And I'm going to, you know, get myself an ice cream that nobody knows about. And, you know, (laughs) like, that's not what we do at all. (laughs) Not that we secretly run to Andy's ever. That is never something we would do. But if if that's what you need, then build that into your schedule. Yeah. But don't make that your every day because then you'll never yeah. get what you want accomplished done. Yeah. Well, and I think important thing that we can start talking about now is the things in our lives that happened. Brain squishiness and baby squishiness <laughs> made, <laughs> made us realize that we had to actually sell differently. We had to reach different people, talk differently, offer different things. That was weird and scary, but we realized that in 2016, we were doing a lot of blitz launches. So we would launch like every two weeks. And it was the same thing. We weren't creating something new every two weeks. No, no. Do not confuse the two. But it was still build up a hype for a webinar, do the webinar, sell something, emails, build up hype for a different webinar, do the webinar, sell something, emails, rinse and repeat for the entire year. And it worked. It did. It worked just fine. We hit almost 200K doing that. But it's also exhausting. And it's also like constantly in that energy of there's something new, there's something new, go buy this thing. And it never gave us the opportunity to really look at what we were offering, make it bigger, better, or reach different people. We just kept doing the same thing to the same people. Yeah. So we slowly shifted our business and it's still like in shift mode because nothing happens overnight as you learn the longer you're in business. But we have slowly shifted from these blitz launches to A, longer launches, but Mm -hmm. B, we when we are launching, previously, we were launching and building and doing all these things all at the same time. And so the launch was getting like, I don't know, a quarter, a tenth of our energy, maybe. Now... When we are launching, we are only launching. Yep. We are literally doing nothing else. That yep. is where 100% of our focus is. Yep. And because of that, we get more sales. That's just how yep. it works. Naturally, people are like, oh, like this is where their focus is. This yep. is what they're doing. So I must pay attention. And so we are putting more focus, more attention, and spending more time on a launch with the Mm -hmm. thought that it will bring in more revenue so that we can launch fewer times throughout the year. Well, and it's already worked. And I think, you know, we, we sat and asked ourselves, we know we make great things. We know that people taking them get great results. Like the, the product is not a problem at all, but we do feel like something's missing. So instead of us, a creating something new or B like, to redo the stuff that we had already done, we asked ourselves, how can we add more value to this without costing ourselves money and time creating something new? And that to us is giving our time. 
and our strategy and our expert feedback. We can do that by, yes, giving hours of our week and our day to people, but that doesn't cost us like time creating something and then we have to go sell the thing. If we spend an hour on a coaching call, that's less time than selling an ebook and getting people to buy it. Yeah. So we decided to show up more for our people, handhold them, walk them through things, and truly, truly be there on a, a longer term basis. And I think that is going to really, really give big results. And, you know, secrets out, you know, big things are coming this year. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just expect more and expect everything we launched to be bigger, better. Like, y'all thought the podcast was huge. Just wait until you see what we're launching this year. Hold because- on to your panties. Because <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about this new because not only is it allowing us to really focus, but it also gives us you know, the hustle slash breathe time. So I don't know if you realize, but before, if you launch every two weeks, there is no downtime ever. What? (laughs) And so I don't remember. I don't think I I slept last year. (laughs) So we're trying to get to a point where we can have we don't do balance. We will say all day long we don't balance, yeah. but we, we're we trying to blend our lives a little better and make things... Blend it like a beautiful macchiato. We layer and we drizzle and we put some foam on top and it's just a beautiful... <laughs> functioning delicious business oh i was i was gonna go for the makeup scenario no makeup like all about like blending your you know like you don't want to look like a cat because you didn't (laughs) (laughs) because you didn't like blend out your uh bronzer you know anyway i won't go there but speaking of not being able to remember things. (laughs) This is more of a common occurrence for me. Something I don't really talk about, but because I had a brain injury, I have short-term memory loss issues. And so it's not that I'm dumber. Like people who injure their brain, like there's a variety of things that can happen to them of all sorts of shapes and sizes. And yes, some people lose like the piece of their brain that has like the education stored in it. I personally did not have that part damaged. I had my frontal lobe damaged, which is where your short-term memory and your high like functioning skills are. So your processes are stored. So what that means is when Emily says, hey, Abby, we should do a Facebook Live later if she doesn't write this shit down, I'm like, you said we should do a Facebook Live later? I don't remember talking about that at all. So I I really just had to put more systems in place to turn those short-term memories into long-term memories. And that really comes down to writing more things down, which has been good for all of us because 
then we create more processes in our business anyway. Well, and here's the fun part. I also dealt with this and continue to deal with this as a new mom. It's a legit thing, new parent brain, because it doesn't just happen to moms. But there are so many things, especially in those first like six to eight weeks where I was like, wait, what? Like thing, uh, full on discussions I had with people that I just forgot, commitments I made that I like just didn't show up for, like literally did not meet the person at where I said I was going to meet them and I forgot having the conversation entirely. So, you know, that was fun dealing with at the well, same time. you know, sleep deprivation and brain injuries don't really mix very well. So <laughs> we both spent a lot of time figuring out new ways to communicate. So before, it was definitely less of an issue. I was able to retain things Emily said to me on the fly way more easily and vice versa. But now our lives are so different. We're so absorbed in everything else. And a lot of it comes down to the business is just no longer our number one focus. And that's okay. And so now we've had to communicate in ways that just allow us to come back to it later. And that's really been about going into Trello. And the system was already there, but just utilizing it more. So Emily will be working on something or I'll be working on something. And instead of just like side mentioning to her what's up and what she needs to do next, I have to physically go into Trello and tag her and say, here's what's up. Because she may remember if I tell her, but she may not have time to do it for two hours or until the next day. And mm -hmm. so by doing that process, we both, A, freed up the space in our head to just, now we don't necessarily have to absorb that information. It's there when we need to reference it. Mm -hmm. And we are able to focus on other things like our family and our health. And that's what's most important right now. Absolutely. I think if it, regardless of whether y'all have a baby or, you know, squishy brains, everyone has a squishy brain, not just you. So it's just, <laughs> I just think it's funny that that's what you call it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a squishy brain syndrome. It's fine. We reiterate and we say to our people all the time. And so I will say this to you. If you hadn't heard us say this to you, let me say it. You are not broken. Your brain might be squishy. Your baby might be squishy. Your house might be squishy. doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you have going on. If there is a time in your day or your week where you are so freaking overwhelmed and you're feeling so behind and you're feeling like you just can't stay on top of this, I really encourage you to take a step back, take a deep breath, and look at how your day goes. Look at your processes. Look at your workflows. And start making tiny shifts before you want to just burn the whole thing down. Start implementing systems and processes and workflows. I know those aren't sexy words, but you just have to get over it. They're sexy when they work. Trust me. Oh, my God. So, right? Those sexy work, systems. Workflows, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see her body way when she did that. Workflows. So get you some workflows. But I'm serious. Spend the time first thinking about where the holes are first. Like, it's really, really overwhelming for you to just sit and be like, I need to change all of these things. Or I know I need all of these, these things adjusted, but I don't know where to start. 
pay attention, spend an extra couple minutes when you're doing a task in the day and stop that task and be like, okay, I'm feeling that frazzled feeling come up. What part of this puzzle could I address right now to make it better next time? Because it's not going to be better the first time that you recognize it. You're going to have to set the thing up and let it come up again. And then you might have to perfect it still and perfect it still. But that's what being a good boss is about. It's getting that stuff off your plate that makes you overwhelmed and stressed. And it's recognizing that it needs to be off your plate in the first place, right? Yeah, I think it's when you get to the point where it's bugging you so much that you're just like losing your mind that you cannot you cannot wait to that breaking point to start offloading whatever it is that's driving you bonkers. So coming up with those systems and workflows earlier in the process, we had a whole episode, go back and listen to it, all about creating your dream week. I think this is crucially important because this is going to help define what it is that you should be delegating what it is that you should be working on so that you know from the bottom of your heart where you should be spending your time because Mm -hmm. that's what you want to be doing slash that's what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, you're just wasting your time working on things that are easily things you could offload. Yep. For free. Honestly. Well, not always. Sometimes you could for free if they're automation type things, but sometimes it's hiring people. That's okay too. We love we love people and free things the same. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for your talk strategy to me, we have a couple of homework tips for you. Sure. The first one, if you have not done so yet, stop right now and go to yourbizonautopilot.com and enroll in that free course. So you can check it out and you can start automating the system. So we're talking about IFTTT, Zapier, Trello, text replacements, a whole bunch of good saucy things in there that are going to blow your mind and at least get your brain churning on other ways. Like it seems like as soon as you go down the automation rabbit hole, you get like a bunch of other ideas of what could work in your business. And that's the whole point. So dedicate some time to do that. The second thing I want you to do is go to trelloforbusiness.com and enroll if you haven't done so already. I know we have a ton of people in there already. So if you're someone who hasn't heard of it, I'd be surprised. But go enroll in it. Even if you're in Asana, even if you're in Basecamp, even if you're in Dubsado, it doesn't matter. The way that we teach you how to use Trello, if you want to stay married to someone else, that's fine. This can just be your your little person on the side. No one has to know but us. But see how we use it in our business. See how we use the workflows. See how we use the processes and copy them and put them in place because it's going to save you a ton of time. So you know, like when we sat there and said, create a checklist for the things, we already have them ready for you inside that program. Now, my third little nugget of wisdom I would tell you to do is to spend some time, whatever it is that's distracting you from life, whether that's health or kids or, you know, just a new thing, I want you to spend some time away. Whether And I'm not saying a whole day. I'm just saying if you can get away from whatever it is that's driving you bonkers or really, you know, giving you zero headspace, 
spend, you know, two hours away from that thing. And I realize if it's your health, it's really like nearly impossible to get away, but escape your body for two hours. (laughs) But try to get in a place that's going to make a place that's going to make you feel good. And a place that's going to make you feel calm and collected and spend some time really thinking about what you want and where where you want to be spending your time. Because I think it's when we started doing that earlier this year that we realized that a lot of what we were doing was just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what we were doing was just sucking so much time and life out of both of us. And even though we love our job, don't get us wrong, we love, love, love what we do. I've absolutely but it was just really hard with the changes we had gone through. And so spend some time just thinking. And you're going to have to do that alone. Otherwise, you're just going to be like, I need to go heat up this bottle or do the laundry or make this doctor's appointment or whatever. And you're not going to be able to concentrate on what you need to really be thinking about. And so really spend some time away. Let someone else take care of your mess for a hot minute. And you will come back to it. I promise it will still be the mess it is when you get back to it later. You're welcome. (laughs) But we're excited for you to just relax a bit. These systems that we talked about in your business autopilot and Trello are going to really ease some of that pressure that you might be feeling. I know they have for us. We're excited for you to dive in and feel better. Heck to the yes. Go get started right now. Bye. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.